When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. by the Saints for a touchdown! It's your inside pass to everything Saints football. And the kick is good! We'll take you to places most fans never go. We'll watch from 60. To practice, to the sideline, to the locker room. Following every twist, turn, and touchdown of the Saints season. That is going to be a touchdown! Taysom Hill! Taysom TD! Welcome to Inside Black and Gold. And that is going to be a touchdown again. And guess who? Mike Thomas. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak. Oh, baby! We are Inside Black and Gold. Steve Geller along with Jeff Nowak. Heading into the last week of the 2022 NFL season. Super Bowl Sunday upon us. And the black and gold buzz, at least, Jeff is about quarterbacking and it's interesting to see folks reaction right now to what the Saints could bring in with a guy like Derek Carr I feel like it's really been a mixed bag of people who have been in favor or against this deal yeah we're gonna get into a lot about Derek Carr I also want to recap kind of what the latest is with all the assistant coaching changes that the Saints have been going through they hired at least one new coach and there's a few more openings and there could be more based on what happened. So some of these assistant coaching um, moves that could happen, that might happen, and we're going to keep going through them. Um, But yeah, so, and then we're going to close out with a mailbag. I'm all over the place. But yeah, so Derek Carr, visiting New Orleans this week. He is under contract with the Raiders. The Saints would have to trade for him if they wanted him right now. And if they do want to trade for him, they would have to do it by February 15th, which is when his contract guarantees kick in for next season. And you're talking about $40 million. So the Raiders are going to cut him by that point. So at, at this time, you're talking about, okay, do the Saints want him? Does he want the Saints? And then if both of the answers to those questions are yes, then you start talking about compensation. Um, But this is a really tight window, and that's what makes it interesting. You don't have weeks and weeks to kind of figure out, oh, okay, do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? You got to figure it out by February 15th. So this visit this week, which apparently is still ongoing. I think Nick Underhill tweeted today that he was back at the team facility today. I don't know if maybe he just forgot his sweatshirt or there was more going on or they had to talk about some more. Um, But it's it's not a bad sign that he went back. It it could mean nothing. Um, But... No, definitely, I would say a huge positive because you always hear never let him leave or you know what I mean? So staying that extra amount of time is always a positive. I, I would think that you're still, he's still interested in what you're having to say. And you're still... You think they're holding him hostage? Yeah, basically holding him hostage. Now you can't leave, like uh, in uh, Bronx Tale. I don't, I don't know about that, but it is a good sign that he's still there, I guess. It could mean nothing, but... So you don't want to infer anything that's not accurate. But at the end of the day, this visit happened in the first place, which means he is open to it. 
Obviously, Derek Carr and Dennis Allen have a history. Dennis Allen was the head coach of the Raiders in 2014, who drafted Derek Carr in the second round, started him as a rookie. So, you know, I think we've seen, and we're going to get into some of these coaching hires and whatever, I think we've seen over the last couple weeks that Dennis Allen feels like his decisions in the 2014 season were the right ones. And he wants to give those another shot, or at least that's kind of how it feels because, you know, Joe Woods, defensive coordinator, Marcus Robinson, DB's coach, were both with him in 2014. Derek Carr obviously was drafted and started in 2014 as a rookie. And that's what you have. I will say that like, while that sounds bad, I would be more concerned if it was like the 2020, sorry, the 2012 staff that he was putting back together or even the 2013 staff, because at least the positives you can say about the 2014 staff is it only was a thing for four games and then he got fired and then you moved on. Um, So we'll see, but it is kind of fascinating. And the question will then become, is Derek Carr worth it? Is he worth the contract you're going to have to put him on or you're going to have to pay him on because he is under contract for three more seasons? Is he worth the compensation you're going to have to send to the Raiders? And is he worth just attaching yourself to him when you could go with someone cheaper? Yeah, with Carr, you know, obviously the arm talent's there. He's a guy who's been incredibly durable and you got to give him a lot of credit for this not just this past season, the year before really dragging the, the 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 Las Vegas Raiders to the playoffs. I like the I like Carr. I like the quarterback. I just one or two, like you're saying, what are, what are you giving up? The you know the rumored compensation in in a trade before him getting released by the Raiders is said to be a third round pick. Yeah, so we, we can get to this first, and we have some context from Bobby and Bear from Sports Talk in a conversation with a Raiders reporter that I thought was intriguing. Um, but yeah, so the compensation, it is interesting because there's no set standard, right? Like, there's no set value on a quarterback that a team's getting rid of. So like last year, Baker Mayfield was kind of in this situation, and he got traded for next to nothing. But I don't think that's a good example because I do think there is a market for Derek Carr, and there was not a market for Baker Mayfield for whatever reason, you know. And so if you want to look at trades that are probably more similar, you look at Matt Ryan, who got traded to the Colts. That was a third round pick that got sent back to Atlanta. And then you could look at Mar- um, Carson Wentz getting traded to Washington, which when it happened, I was like, oh, he's going to get he must have got traded for peanuts. But when you look back at it, they swapped second round picks and then Washington sent Indianapolis a 2022 third and a conditional 2023 third round pick that could have been a second round pick if Carson Wentz played enough, which he didn't. So it's a third round pick. So I think you split the difference there. That's where you're kind of looking at is the compensation should be in the range of a third round pick. And whether it's this year or next year, actually it has to be this year if it's a third because they don't have a third next year. So, you know, it's a good question. Is that worth the trade when you could go after him in free agency. I would argue it is because you're not going to get a discount if you get to free agency. He's going to be making in the range of $30 million. Like look at what Daniel Jones is asking for with the Giants. Like you're not going to get him cheaper than $30 million. So if you want him and you just want to get it out of the way and not have interference from other teams, I would say it's worth it. Yeah, it's really interesting just because who else is out there? Um, I haven't seen anything about Carr having another visit 
after New Orleans yet. But although, yeah, like the, the Saints haven't let him leave though either. So the connection there obviously feels like it's got to be pretty strong with Dennis Allen and Derek Carr, why the Saints are obviously number one on this, have put Carr in their forefront as their main target. They're clearly obviously all in on trying to get him. And if not by trade, if the if he ends up do, does getting released, I think you're just doing getting even more notes and homework on him as a person from what you've from at least what Dennis Allen's known back when they drafted him with the Raiders, but you know, where he is now and getting to know your staff here kind of thing. It just seems like everything's going in the direction where we are seeing seeing one way or another via the trade or whether it comes from, you know, the Raiders end up releasing him, which doesn't make sense of why they would let him go through all this anyway without, without expecting to get something in return. Why would you trade away assets for something you know who is going to get released, but I think it's to get that jump on other teams. But the question is, who are those other teams? Well, I will say that I, I'm not convinced that they're necessarily all in, which I think is how you phrased it. Like this is this is them kicking the tires and seeing if it's a worthwhile move. I guess that's fair wow. to say, right? Yeah, I mean, like, like yes, they brought him in, which means they are interested in the first place. And I think in order to talk to him at all, you would have had to, just like Sean Payton with the Saints, right? You would have had to tentatively agree with the Raiders that you're willing to send compensation if you do opt to go this way. And so that's what this conversation, this interview kind of process was about. Now, the thing is, the Raiders don't have a ton of leverage here because, and this was the same thing with Deshaun Watson, Derek Carr has a full no trade clause in his contract. And the way you've seen a lot of these trades play out in the last few years, if I'm signing a mega court, like a big contract with a team, that's, that's something I want in there because you see the once you get to the point where Derek Carr is at right now, you see the type of leverage you have by being able to veto any trade and then be like, yeah, you know, cut me because I don't want to go anywhere that's willing to trade for me. So cut me. Now, I think Derek Carr is kind of in a situation where he feels like his contract is fair. And so if you can skip that process and just get right in, then I think, you know, it, it, it makes sense. But I saw a couple tweets that was like, oh, if the Saints are talking to him at all, that means that they're 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 agreed to give them something massive or whatever. And it's like, no, the, the fact that they're willing to give anything at all at this point, if you're the Raiders, is enough to get you to the table. Because again, this time next week, he's going to be a free agent because you're not accepting that cap hit. So yeah, I, I think it is interesting, but... I'm not convinced that this is the, the route they're, they've decided to go. Like, that's what we're going to find out in the next few days. But either way, it's, it's, it is interesting. And the question then becomes, is he worth it? Is he good enough to move the needle beyond where you're at right now with an Andy Dalton, with a Jameis Winston? And that's the better question, in my opinion, rather than, like, you, have, you know you can pay him. They were going to pay Deshaun Watson. You can make the contract work. You know, you know, you have the the assets to send if you need to, and so the question, the, the bigger question is, is he going to move the needle? And if the Saints believe that, then that's all that that's all you need. Now, I think it's it's a more debatable conversation, but it, it is that is kind of the question: is do the Saints, does the coaching staff believe that he is going to move the needle enough for them to be able to make the playoffs and make a run at a Super Bowl? And that's that's where you have to make that determination. Yeah, you mentioned Jameis Winston. I don't even think we 
we got a real true evaluation of what he could even do in a Saints uniform. It was just too little because of injuries and back-to-back years. It's just wild. I think you got a true statement from the staff on what they think of Jameis and how, like, and if they were going to go back to him this year, you would have known that last year. In that respect, like, I don't have any question as to whether this team is considering going to Jameis because I don't think they are. Because if you were, you would have considered it last year, and it, that doesn't seem to be the case either. I'm sure he wants his shot, and I think that in this QB-starved market, I wouldn't be surprised if he did get a shot at least at a at a, at a, at a job as a starter. I'm not saying you're not he's not going to be signed as the starter day one, but being brought in with that competition maybe with some young guy. But, I mean, who knows, like Indianapolis or... Oh, you mean in another team? Yeah, for sure, for Jameis. I'm curious if there is a market for him even out there. It didn't seem like there was last year. You know, I think the, but I do think the Colts were a team that that did have interest. So if the Colts are still that team, because the Colts still need a quarterback, maybe I don't know. But the the conversation here is kind of what does Derek Carr do? Where does he kind of stand? And I thought this conversation between Bobby and Hondo Carpenter, he's a Raiders reporter from Sports Talk this week, was uh, was was solid, and I think it gives you a little bit of insight. You know, Saints fans, who that nation will answer, uh, listen, Derek Carr, they have 32 starting quarterbacks. I'd say he's somewhere between 10 and 15, but it doesn't mean you're going to win anything. So so what's mm-hmm. your take on that, that they might say, well, I think Derek Carr would want to be the guy, we're not going to win anything, versus if you bring back like an Andy Dalton, and he's the bridge guy to a future young guy. Now, it's a crapshoot whether a young guy is going to work out or not, but uh, it kind of looks like the same song and dance where the Saints are at. They're not good enough, but they're not bad enough whether they had Andy Dalton or Derek Carr right now with their roster. Well, that's a really good point, and, but there's a couple of things I would, I would politely disagree with you on a little bit. Go back to last year's Raiders. They don't make the playoffs and go 10-6 and six without Derek Carr, and that team didn't have the talent that the saints do right now. And so I think that he, and he led that team this year under the Josh McDaniel system. He was under Josh's thumb. He wasn't able to do things um, the way they had done it the previous year. And the team suffered for that. So I think that's a, that's a legitimate disagreement with you there. I don't think he's Andy Dalton, but here's another one for much of Andy Dalton's career, I mean, look at you know who he's been able to be coached by with some consistency. Derek Carr's been here 9 years and had six different coaches. So he's constantly changing and flipping systems and having to adjust. And I think you get him in a place like New Orleans where he's there, he's solid, they've got him there. I mean, you got a guy that's always going to be healthy, a guy that's going to deliver. I mean, he can make the touch passes. He's one of the leaders in NFL history over his career in fourth-quarter comebacks. That's not because he's had good defense. I saw somewhere, I think it was yesterday, I saw that only one time in his nine years as a Raider coach was the Raider defense ever above 23rd in the entire league. So you're dealing with a guy that, yes, he's the NFL leader during his career in fourth-quarter comebacks because he's never had a defense. And again, he's going to come in, he's going to devour it. I think people are missing 
Him and Dennis Allen have a tremendous relationship, so Dennis knows his character. Knows yeah, but, his they didn't win, but they didn't win nothing, huh, though, with the Raiders. Uh, yeah, Dennis right. Allen, and, uh, come on. That's what fans are going to say. Oh, yeah, because it – and also, too, was Derek's rookie season. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. yep, yep. No, but I'm saying they've maintained a relationship. I got so you. I've had I was, on, I was on another show earlier today, and they go, well, why does that even matter? He doesn't know anybody. Well, Bobby, you were coached by a lot of people that maybe didn't right. coach you a long time, but you kept relationship with. And I think Dennis Allen is able to go to the organization and say, listen, if you don't want him or you do want him, that's your decision. But here's what I know about his work. Here's what I know about what he's going to do to help other players. And I think when you look at the Saints objectively, and, I'm, and, and I can be because I don't cover them. I just watch them from a distance. Obviously, you guys know from my previous interviews, got a ton of family in New Orleans, but Watching them, if there's one thing I think's been missing when you lost, when you lose a Drew Brees, and then you lose a Sean Payton, is you didn't see a guy last year who was putting his arms around people and coaching on the field. I thought that was I, you know, I watched probably eight or nine of your games, and there were times I was thinking, man, they need a field general, they need that guy. One of the things that he brought up that I think gets lost when you kind of just look at, okay, here's the year-over-year stats, and here is what does Derek Carr do better than Andy Dalton? And, well, one of the things he does definitely have in his repertoire is kind of clutch moments, right? Like, I could go back and I could look at every game that Andy Dalton played last year, and there was no moment where I was like, oh, he's going to go win this game right now, right? You were trying to maintain with Andy. You were trying to get a lead and then let the defense take it, and in some instances, you just need the quarterback to go win a game, right? And and that was not what I expected out of Andy Dalton at any point last season. And so, like, if, if you're trying to sell me on Derek Carr, that's probably where you're going to do it is look at some of these clutch performances he's had. Look at some of the shootouts he's had against Pat Mahomes in his career. And and I think that's where you can probably find a bit of an edge. You, you look this year, too, who did he have – to throw to besides Devontae Adams, he he had a situation where it's a pretty good option though. Oh, ab- absolutely, and uh, they had a great hookup together. But you know, with Waller being hurt, Renfro, they definitely struggled. I, I know that defense is just abysmal. Uh, I'd be excited to have Derek Carr go from silver and black to black and gold. I think he'd be uh, obviously an upgrade over what we saw this past year with Andy Dalton. The question is, I know it comes down to. To the financials, the money, obviously. And to me, you have to get into that tier, that that different tier where I think that, yes, Derek Carr is is a, is a, a better option to go to than and Andy Dalton. And if you want to compete and be that number one team in the NFC South this coming year, I think with, Dal- with a guy like Carr leading the way, you obviously ascend to that talked about number one option at least it's it's at least perceived just because you're bringing him and I think in that division you're already the favorite to take it already next year's season yeah yeah see the, the only thing I'll disagree with is I don't think the price tag is really a determining factor in this conversation as far as the Saints are concerned now e- even with the money crap that they're dealing with no it's it's gonna the question is whether you see him being good enough to just to, to be your next quarterback if he is that, then you're going to find a way to, to make that money work and you know you can do it. The question is not – that that's not going to be what determines this situation. They're not going to be like, well, 
we think Andy is is okay and we can pay this much versus he is okay plus 80% and but it's only worth 10 million not 20 it's that's not how you make decisions at quarterback and if they were making a decision on that logic I would say that's that's a poor way to go about it because the question is is he the quarterback is he the guy or is he not I feel the same way about the draft right like you can go draft a project but if you're trying to get a starting quarterback in the NFL you're gonna pay it either way right like I'm, I'm tired of seeing a team try to take discounts at quarterback like you're, you're going to go pay a quarterback. And it, the question is whether he is or not. The other options out there, I mean, I'm sure you know too, you you look at the free agent quarterback market is not very sexy. No, and, and the guys like Daniel Jones are going to be asking for $36 million. So there's nothing about that contract that Derek Carr has that is out of step with the top tier quarterbacks in the NFL. The question you have to answer is whether Derek Carr is one of them. And if you believe he is, then it, then it's worth the money. But that's that's where I stand on it. Like like we can we can talk about thirty million versus twenty million versus ten million all we want. It's the question is about talent, not about money. The thing I worry about though with the Saints is where are they getting this money when you see, you know, there's reports of them being in cap hell and I know we laugh about it and it's like, oh, they, they find always a way to massage the numbers, but it just how how long can you really keep kicking the can down the line, so to speak? Eternally. Until like the, until the league ends, like you can you can go forever. Like that's that question always annoys me. It's like a yes, you can do it forever. There's nothing stopping you besides your own desire to do it. Now I think they're still recovering from the global pandemic that threw a wrench into everything, right? Like that that really messed with their long term kind of projections. But this is a team that's willing to just keep resetting and resetting and resetting. What Mickey Loomis said is, yeah, we're trying to manage this to the middle, and I think that's where you make those decisions, but you make those decisions elsewhere. You do not do it at quarterback if you're a team that's trying to contend and win, and I think they are. But let's let's wrap up that segment there, and we'll come back, and I want to talk more about what type of quarterback the Saints are actually looking for, and we talked to Jeff Ireland at the Senior Bowl, and he gave us some interesting insight into that. And, you know, we'll also kind of recap what's happened lately with the coaching staff because the coaching staff is also a big part of which quarterback you're bringing in, right? Your quarterback's coach is currently getting interviewed for offensive coordinator jobs. Wouldn't that be a factor in the quarterback you're bringing in? We're going to talk about that. So stick around on Inside Black Coach. 